0: Chad, thanks for tuning in. For this next episode, we have a discussion I had with Tim Draper. For those of you who do not know who Tim Draper is, Tim is a legendary venture capitalist and investor. He's, he's from the Bay Area, right? Silicon Valley. Um, his family's from there. His, his father was a well-known venture capitalist. His grandfather was a well-known venture capitalist. You know, to, to say Tim has roots in California is an understatement. And he believes in California. What we talk about in this discussion are the initiatives, Six Californias and Three Californias. Both were, were created and bankrolled by Tim, and both ultimately failed. He found out some really interesting things trying to get these initiatives on the ballot. And, and we, we talk about what he discovered, and we also talk about some of the problems California's been facing recently. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Here's what I learned. I learned that a bunch of union bosses control California. We needed 808,000 signatures and we got 1.2 million. So plenty of signatures. And that was for six Californias. Then the union bosses somehow twisted the arms of these union members who count the signatures. And they discounted our signatures so that it only counted that we had 750,000. So we didn't make the ballot. Then with three Californias, we revamped, we rethought it. Six Californias was kind of a brain blower for most Californians. And it looked like even in our focus groups that six was going to be too much. And then we did three Californias and we really, you know, did a lot of thinking, worked it out, figured out where the police, the water, the universities, the electricity, all of that, how it was going to all be worked out state compacts, all that. Anyway, we doubled the number of signatures for three Californias to get it onto the ballot. So it was Proposition 9. We passed through Secretary of State's office. We got a title and summary. The day before the ballots were printed, the Supreme Court of California came out and said, we think this will be disruptive. And they yanked it off the ballot. And they gave me no time to respond. And uh, and so there's this ballot. I think I have kept it where there's Proposition 8 and then nothing and then Proposition 10. And so the proposition for Three Californias was again, yanked off the ballot. Now, what was really interesting was the polling for Three Californias started at 8% in favor. Only one in 12 people thought it was a good idea. Then it was 12% in favor. Then it was 17% in favor. Then it was 28% in favor with 35% undecided, and that was when they pulled the thing off the ballot. They saw that people were really interested, they really want something like this, and it looked like it might actually pass. And they panicked, and they twisted the Supreme Court of California and uh, got this to happen. I had no idea how political that whole thing was. Well, that's really you know, something. the Supreme really Court. Something. Oh, the Supreme Court is untouchable. We, they, they never do it. Well, the Supreme Court of the United States is that way, but not the Supreme Court of California. And they clearly just yanked it off the ballot because it was not politically good for them.
0: I guess they were worried that it was building momentum and something that could possibly possibly happen.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to announce anything else I'm going to be doing for a while. I'm looking into a couple of things, helping out other people with their propositions. I think that we are going into a period where, where people are saying, hey, whatever we got here in California, it's not working. Right. And we just lost Oracle. We lost Elon Musk. We lost HP. HP was the beginning of the Silicon Valley. They started the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, losing HP is like a symbolic thing. Every day I see a new venture capital friend who's moved out and I, I hear, I've heard some of these, these people say, well, good riddance to those billionaires. You realize a billionaire is, takes a hundred thousand jobs with them. So why, why do we, we want those people here. Right. We want those jobs here. We want all that. good jobs. We want those good jobs and those people here. So, There is a a disconnect and there's this attitude, this anti-business attitude in California. It's business that made this place hum. It's Hollywood, it's Silicon Valley, it's the electronic world, it's software, the internet. All these things have happened in California because they had a light touch government. And all of a sudden there's, there's this heavy handed, almost socialistic approach to government. And, you know, if you're a socialist, go go to North Korea. North Korea is a socialist nation, and they are one four hundredth as rich as the South Koreans. And now it's been 70 years since the DMZ was set up, the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea. It's been 70 years. Well, during that time, North Korea has been their own thing. They've been a Marxist, socialist. Um, dictatorship, and totally government controlled. And South Korea has been a free market, open, capitalistic democracy. Okay, 70 years later, they've been completely isolated from each other. 70 years later, the average South Korean, even with purchasing power, makes more than 400 times what the average North Korean makes. Average North Korean is getting counting 28 grains of rice, of uh, corn for their lunch. And that's it. And it's because the government says that's all you get. And South Korea is a booming metropolis and innovative and all sorts of great things happening. And here's the killer. The average South Korean is now four inches taller than the average North Korean. Oh, wow. So if you want California to look like North Korea, you just keep it going on the same path it's on. You let the union bosses control the thing and, and run. But if you want it to be free and the, the innovative place it's always been and stemming the tide, because the tide is going out. People are going to Texas and Florida and South Carolina and Tennessee and state of Washington and Nevada. They're getting out. And those are all the businesses, those are all the jobs. And now we're we're kind of looking around San Francisco saying, why do we have all these homeless? We have all these homeless because all those jobs are going out the door. And people are losing their homes. And so you you look and you say, something's gotta give. You gotta change something. And it's it's absolutely time to change something. And three Californias was a great opportunity for, three, for us to have three states that all kind of had to be accountable to us. So if one state was sort of acting too heavy-handed, another state might be more free, and all the businesses would go to the freer state, and then the heavy-handed one would have to become more free. So, hey, freedom creates wealth, society benefits, it creates jobs, I, I don't get this weird feeling like we're supposed to ask the government to tell all these businesses what to do and ruin the lives of all those people in business and force them out of the state they're being forced out every day I hear huh how now if I move to Texas what happens if I move to Nevada how does that work mm-hmm. you know, how does it work for taxes how does it work for Education. How do I get my kids into school? How do I buy a house? How does all that stuff happen? I did a little poll just for fun. I I polled my team. I thought, you know, hey, would any of you want to move to Austin? Every one of them said, yeah, can we move? And I thought, oh, my gosh, this is much worse than I thought. And it's not just these billionaires that want to move. It's all these people who want a better life. They want a house. They want, you know, and then people, it's like they say, oh, so we put in more rent control. That actually increases the rents. It has the absolute opposite effect. Maybe then we'll have, you know, then they, you know, you want to put in low cost housing. The planning commission in San Mateo was a disaster. I was trying to try to improve a building there, and they, they were such a problem, they, they shot me down. And I was thinking, what? The? You know, we're building economic value here for you. You know, there was, a, there was a switch that happened about 20 years ago, and I'm old enough to know. More than 20 years ago, government workers were all saying, what can we do for you? How do we make your business life better? How do we make your schools Better. How do we improve your world? Now they're saying, have you filled out form 32D? You know, we've got a little problem here and we can't approve this unless you fill out form 42D. And then you fill out 42D. Well, we also, there's 17A and you got to get that done. And then there's, oh, and you know, of course you need this. We, uh, you know, building a, a house here, you got to talk to bunch of commissions. California is overgoverned. It needs to be a lighter touch. And I think it's just, it's old. We've been living high for a long time and we're, we're old. We're relying on just the old way of doing things. You can't even digitize, digital signatures don't even count toward an initiative right now. Hmm. That's ridiculous. Really and all this crazy. stuff about voting, I you know, around the presidential election, I, all I was thinking was, why aren't we voting by smartphone? I mean, it's it's more secure, it's simple,
0: easier. Everyone
1: will do it. You'll get young voters, but the old guys are saying, "No, we don't want to do that."
0: A lot Control of California's infrastructure is having issues now, as well, from education to oh, to roadways. Oh, education, education's gone from first. When I was growing
1: up here, education was number one, first in the union, number one, California. Okay, now, 50 years later, California is somewhere around 47th. Hmm. What happened there? Yeah. I mean, I would argue that that the clout the teachers' union has, the bosses, the union, they're, they're good people. All the people in the union are great. The bosses have had such an influence on the state, they have made it so nothing has changed. I look back at my kids' schooling and I said, oh, my God, these are the same textbooks I had. These are the same teachers I had. And I thought, God, there's something, something's wrong. There's no, no innovation. There's no uh, re or anything. It's just the same old, same old. And you can't get rid of a bad teacher. The principal has no power. And the school board has no power. You can't, you can't fire a principal and you can't fire a teacher. And if you can't do that, then how are you going to innovate? How are you going to improve the system? And I, I worked for choice in education. And the union shut that down too. Way back when I, I did a school choice initiative where the money would follow the kid and the parents would have the choice. Of what school to send kid to, that uh, the union spent 100 million bucks to just make sure that never saw the light of day. Jeez. And the teachers had to pay, you know, the union members had to pay to fight that, whereas actually it was probably good for most of them. So I think we've just got a huge, okay, so that's education. Infrastructure, yeah, the roads are falling apart, fires all the time, The roads are falling apart. The electricity grid is on its last legs. The water system is no good. We used to spend 28% of our taxes on infrastructure, and now we spend 3% on infrastructure. And we're filling the prisons because, of course, that's union bosses too. Right. I mean, oh, boy, we have four times the criminals in prison than we did 50 years ago. And it's not like there's, you know, we're better off. It's we, we got more crime and more problems. You know, it's sort of an opportunity. Right. Or for some leader. I mean, Gavin has a chance to say, look, we're going to just hire a bunch of teachers. We're going to fire the union. We're going to hire a bunch of teachers. Or we're going to do something for business. We're going to do something for tech. We're going to do something for Hollywood. We're going to do something something to show that we appreciate them and we want them and they are the ones who create the jobs here. And jobs are everything. If you Mm -hmm. have a job, everything's good. You're not stuck contemplating your navel and you don't have psychological problems and you don't have less mental illness. uh, You don't get addicted to drugs. A job is everything. You, right. you, you feel the importance of your life. You say, I'm here for a reason. You communicate with people. You have a mission. A job is so important. And jobs are just, it's like a drain. It's a brain drain out of our,
0: out of our state. The thing that um, which struck me is really interesting is how many people flocked to California because of what they thought was opportunity. So, jobs and we still have a little bit of that
1: going, right? That we have right. the, the aura or the myth, I don't know, depending, the myth of, of, of the Silicon Valley market. and the free market and the go build whatever it is you want and try to make a life for yourself and here come to the old West and it's going to be great. And that's happening. And still, people from all over the world do come. And when they come to America, they often come to the Silicon Valley to do mm-hmm. something. Extraordinary. Yeah. And we're lucky to have all those immigrants. And they're really keeping our economy alive during this time. I had a Pakistani who ran Draper uh, University, and she came here because she wanted freedom. She came because she heard about America and heard about California and heard that she could make her way and build something of great value here in California. And uh, then when the, they shut down all the restaurants and they shut down all the bars and the travel and the whole thing, there's this lockdown. She had to wear a mask. She said, look, I'm a Muslim. I came from a Muslim country. I had to wear a mask there the whole time. I didn't come to America. So I had to wear a mask and sit in place and not go to restaurants and not do anything. I've had enough of that. I want freedom. And so she is now moving to Wyoming because Wyoming is one of the most advanced thinkers in freedom and technology. So I'm losing her at Draper University. I'm losing her. In fact, I'm losing a lot of people. And I pay well. So they just say, hey, I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I gotta go. I gotta go to another place. is not working for me. Hard to pay for my rent. I'm trying to raise a family. The education system is a disaster here. We're supposed to be the tech center of the world, and we have rolling blackouts. And then the fires, those fires are preventable. Right? They run wild because we don't have the waterways set up. We don't have the barriers set up. That's all infrastructure, and that's where it should be spent. But instead, it's spent on the pension of somebody who's been retired for 20 years or the overpaying for a bad education system there's so many better ways to spend our money i'd love to spend more on education mm-hmm. if it were well put to use but it's the same same stuff i mean if you're lucky you have textbooks from 50 years ago otherwise it's uh, you know some you know socialist training
0: you're planning there, on staying in california though right we just set up an office
1: in austin texas we have a startup house in Austin, Texas. I have a place I bought in Austin, Texas. We have of course, I have startup houses all over the world, but we're considering moving Draper University to Texas. I love the weather here and most of my family's here in California, so it's a difficult choice for me and I've been here forever, and I love California. I always have. I just don't think the government is conducive to creativity business jobs making money doing good for the world they're caught up in like the government control and mm-hmm. abuse of power
0: that's what it seems like from from this perspective right I'm in Atlanta and in California really feels like it's the type of politics of Chicago or New York for the whole state right mm-hmm. kind of that machine style politics and big union bosses like you've already said and, and Of course, that's helpful at times, but it's very tough to uh, to break through also. And uh, as we've seen with New York and Chicago, they're starting to they're suffering a brain drain, just like Detroit was. Yeah,
1: and we have a an initiative process that was supposed to be the check on this kind of thing happening. There was supposed to be an opportunity for the people to rise up and be a check on the representatives if the representatives went AWOL.
0: Thanks for listening to Deep Dive. Stay tuned for more episodes.